Hi, this is Violet Winters. Welcome to the second episode of Jerry's Kids, a podcast where we explore ex-evangelical themes through the chronology of my life growing up around Liberty University, the Falwell family, and Thomas Road Baptist Church. In this episode, we're going to be digging into the ways that children are manipulated by the evangelical church, and specifically the ways that I was manipulated by Thomas Road Baptist Church. I'm sure this will be an experience many of you can relate to. I think that these sorts of tactics are common throughout evangelical churches. I think there are three main ways that children are manipulated by the church. I think there's enticement, fear, and this like gradual, insidious, really effective breaking your self-esteem down. So we'll be diving into each of those. And before we do, just want to go and give you guys a lovely, terrible Christian song. This one's from the Donut Man. It's the theme song. Okay, so I know that was hideously long and I hope you'll forgive me because it was also repetitive, but I think that's really part of the point with this song. If you didn't catch it, the main refrain is that life without God's love is like a donut. There's a hole in the middle of your heart. Like there's something huge missing from you. You're gonna be sad. It plugs the whole idea of like, without God, you might be okay for a little while. Eventually, things are gonna go to shit and you're gonna need God. And this is something that I heard drilled into me so much as a kid and especially in high school as I was growing older and becoming like, quote, more prone to the temptations of the world, whether that would be like, I mean, in high school, it was like sex, drugs, cursing, rock and roll, like sort of all those standard, uh, cliched fundamentalist things. But yeah, I can very much remember my mom telling me and telling me especially after I left the church but I was trying to tell her like, hey, I'm a lot happier now. It was like, sin will make you happy for a little while and you'll feel like everything's okay, but eventually everything is like just gonna go to trash. Um, and this definitely played in when I had um, irresponsible period in my early 20s, had like a substance-induced psychosis. And after that, instead of being like, well, my mom was supportive 
after that, but she also, like, told me that that experience was, like, God's way of calling me back. So, like, God was going to come in and, like, wreck my mind, cause me to have a psychosis after I had been living, like, a relatively happier life, just so that he could bring me back to him. Um, So that theme, that music we were just listening to is from a TV show that I watched the shit out of as a kid, alongside of other classics like VeggieTales. Oh, God, there was this animated series about Bible stories that I, I don't remember the name of. I'll see if I can find it. I think that might be something to dig into. In another episode, we had Bible Man, Christian movies that were like made at our church including escape from hell and left behind or sorry not left behind uh the gathering which was like a left behind spoof we'll get into those in a minute this song sorry <laughs> is from the donut man uh and the whole premise of the donut man is that there are these there's this like guy he basically leads a sunday school class and there's a bunch of kids like age like five to twelve that come and hang out with him at this like place called the donut repair club and they put donut holes into donuts to make them whole again which like first of all is not even how donuts work yeah that is it's very weird very weird uh, there's many other songs from there that i can probably play i wanted to start with the theme songs i think it just has so much to unpack about like i was i was watching this when i was like five years old you know and getting told that i was getting told by my entertainment and by something that i was supposed to find like joy from that i was worthless without god and, and like the indoctrination starts so early so 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 early and um, around the same age i watched movies as I mentioned, Escape from Hell, and and The Gathering. The Gathering was, if you've heard of Left Behind, it's a, a movie about the rapture. The Gathering is also a movie about the rapture. It's, yeah, it, it they actually filmed it at the, at, at Liberty Christian Academy, Lynchburg Christian Academy at the time, which is where I did my first grade year, and that's the school that's, like, connected to Liberty University and Thomas Road Baptist Church, and was, like, run by the Falwell. So they actually filmed that on our fucking playground that I would go and play at, and one of the opening scenes, again, this movie's about the rapture, if you don't know what that is, it's, like this evangelical concept and and more broadly a christian concept but evangelicals have really latched onto it as kind of like an obsession of theirs they they really many of them think that we're living in quote the end times so the rapture is about jesus coming back for the second time which is something that he promised to do when he ascended to heaven after he rose from the dead and saw all the apostles and then he was like bye bitch i'll be back in this generation, that Bible verse has gotten people, Christians, like, spinning out for literally millennia now, because obviously many generations have passed. Jesus still hasn't come back, at least that we know of. Um, anyways, a lot of people think that, like, Jesus is going to return in their lifetime, and that when he comes, everybody's souls are going to, like, fly out of their bodies and zoom up to heaven, and their clothes, their jewelry, like, their earthly possessions are all gonna be left behind, hence the name, uh, but also, like, that's actually not where the name comes from. The name comes from everybody else, all the non-Christians getting left behind, and everybody's gonna be like, what the fuck, where did everybody go? Oh my god, I should have been a Christian, they told me this was coming, and then because everybody just disappears, there's, like, a lot of catastrophic accidents, planes that crash because suddenly the pilots are gone, car accidents, um, the world kind of shuts down and goes berserk. Um... 
that particular view of the rapture, this like very literalist interpretation of the final book of the Bible, Revelation, is mostly comes from, as far as I know, mostly comes from the Left Behind series of books, children's books, and movies, which I read all of. I think watched most of as well. And it just advances this very literalist interpretation of everything in Revelation, which wasn't even like considered canonical in the Bible until like the fourth century or some shit like that. Um, but yeah, a lot of people think that's literally going to happen. I thought it was literally going to happen as a child. Um, and one thing that's super stuck with me from that movie is, like, all the clouds pulling back and speeding up really fast, and then suddenly, like, these kids are swinging on a playground. Again, my fucking school playground, um, where I went every day as a fucking six-year-old, and then the clouds start speeding up in, like, the downtown of my city at this playground, and then people's souls start fucking shooting up to, to heaven. Um, and some people are left behind, like, parents are walking with their kids, because all kids go. It's kind of unclear what age, but all kids go. Um, although that wasn't comforting, really. I still felt terrified. Um, and I would look up at the sky a lot as a kid, being like, oh, I hope the clouds don't start moving fast, and I hope I don't get left behind. Like, I hope that I'm a true follower of Jesus that's not gonna get, like, you know, dicked over by God because I wasn't, like, a true Christian. And, like, God, that was such an anxiety for me and so many of my friends. Um, I know I'm all over the place. I think there's just a lot to unpack, and I haven't thought about these memories in a long time, so I think it's gonna be like this. Um, so that's that. And then we have Escape from Hell, which also terrified me. I want to finish up with the Donut Man first, though. So tracking back to the Donut Man, we have the Donut Repair Club. Kids putting donuts in donut holes, in donuts, filling the empty space where God was. There's also a fucking talking donut named Duncan. How they didn't get sued over this, maybe they did, maybe it was just too obscure for Dunkin' Donuts to notice, I don't know, but we had a talking donut named Duncan that, like, taught us about God. <laughs> it's really fucking absurd, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, Duncan was hanging out, um, I don't know how many of, like, my fellow Thomas Rhodes student, or, uh, churchgoers grew up watching this. Maybe it was just, like, a my family thing or a homeschooler thing. I don't know. So we've had these three categories of, like, enticement, fear, and breaking down your self-esteem. They all definitely overlap. They're not clear-cut. It's not like there's one tactic that is only specific to one thing. They all work together, and they work together really well and really effectively, which is why I've been in therapy for, like, almost ten years. Um, actually, not that long. Why I've been in therapy for several years, and why I'm still talking about this, like, ten years after leaving the church. Um... So, fear. We're talking things like movies. Uh, I'm going to talk about the rapture and that whole concept and movies around that that terrified me, the fear that you wouldn't be a true Christian. Obviously, hell, like we were taught about hell from a very young age, and that if you didn't, like, bring everybody to Jesus, you were basically, like, condemning them to hell. Um, demons, like, there is a lot of, like, Christian youth literature about, like, demons and how demons can, like, fuck with your life and possess you. There's a show called The Bible Man. I don't think I realized it at the time, but looking back, I watched an episode recently. Um, there's a lot about demons in there, and I'll, I'll talk about Bible Man in a bit. That's a pretty wild. Um, there's this whole idea that you just need God's protection for, like, everything. Otherwise, you're in constant danger. You can't, like, go out in the world without, like, your, uh, what is it called? The, the armor of God. 
which is like a metaphor taken from somewhere in the New Testament about how you need your sword of the spirit and your shield of faith, your helmet of salvation, your, I don't know, like cummerbund of righteousness. I forget what the fuck it was called, belt of righteousness, some shit like that. We weren't allowed to read Harry Potter, or I wasn't, um, or the Golden Compass, because those were considered to like have demonic influence and just taught super young that if you like even exposed yourself to something that wasn't godly or wasn't Christian, uh, even certain music, even Switchfoot came under attack at one point. When I was like 12, my friend's mom was like, bitch, that music, she didn't call me bitch, but she was like, that music can make you suicidal. It was like a Christian rock band. Still kind of like Switchfoot, honestly. The album she was talking about was Nothing Is Sound. Kind of a banger, honestly. Um, so that's the fear. Um, enticement, like you'd get candy at church or like did a wanna, which would probably be its whole episode, but I did a wanna and in that, um, you'd get, get candy for memorizing Bible verses for like, it was basically like a Christian Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. We'd sing songs in church, like everybody loves music, it's human, it's fun. We'd do motions and like dancing around. So bringing in these like very basic human enjoyments and like perverting them to yeah to entice children and into believing in god there's a whole set of like christian entertainment uh books the sugar creek gang god um yeah the tv shows movies um i'm sure it's even more prolific and weird now honestly it'd probably be pretty fun to explore some of that and see what's happening now um and and yeah all of these tactics um really lay the foundation for like your future as a Christian and as a Christian adult. These don't go away. They are just an introduction, sort of an introductory course into like how to hate yourself and how to debase yourself before God. Um, yeah, a lot of it is just getting rid of your your self-esteem and your and your like value of yourself, which I think that you're just like kind of come with as a kid and so they take that away from you, which like makes me really fucking angry because I've had to work for years to get even a semblance of that back, but I had that stripped away from me as a kid. And like, that's some fucking bullshit. So yeah, let's, I'll, I'll drop in this clip from Escape from Hell. We'll listen to it. I think this was the trailer or something, but it'll give you a peek into this movie. Brief plot intro, this was also, I think, yeah, this, I, I don't know if this one was filmed in my hometown, but it was by the same people who did The Gathering, which, my like best friend's family was involved with her uncle and so i had this almost like celebrity gaze towards this thing it was really wild so um escape from hell there's this doctor he works with a lot of terminally ill patients and some of them he, he has like a colleague or something that is doing research on patients who have like died and then come back like briefly died and a lot of them have accounts of like seeing heaven and meeting jesus and whatever and he's just like no 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 that's that's not true that's bullshit so he's having some midlife crisis or something he decides that he's gonna like medically take his own life in such a way that somebody can like bring him back. Very risky. He does this and he like, his soul leaves his body, he floats above the hospital, he starts going up to heaven, but then he gets dropped down into hell because he wasn't a Christian. And there were scenes in that that still like give me chills today. I've, I've rewatched the movie. Um, it's ridiculous. Like the CGR is horrible, the plot is horrible, but as like a six year old child or however old I was, seven, eight, 
That movie scared the fucking shit out of me. I especially because not only does he go down to hell and see this like normal looking person turn into a demon in front of him and start like torturing him, like hitting him and shit. But then when he comes back to life, that demon like follows him out and is like chasing him around as this like ambiguous spirit thing and then he like ends up in a church and becomes saved or something and then he's protected and like because of this kind of shit and like similar books and and plots in in books by like god john mcdowell and jerry jenkins tim lahaye i couldn't fucking watch horror movies until like last year <laughs> that had demon plots because i was like no too scary because i thought it was all real as a child and, and that fear just like went real deep so here's a clip from that i'm telling everyone i can about how i owe it all to jesus christ you're a worthless piece of human garbage i wish you were dead oh great in a christian piece why did you forgive me Just get me out of here. Friends and I decided to get together. It's my first time. I would be tapping into him. Wanna know? As his man. So easily deceived. <laughs> you could have burned here forever. Okay, so obviously that's like patently ridiculous and laughable, but even listening, just listening, not even looking at the uh, video to that trailer, I still get like chills in my body because that, that shit fucking scared me. Um, for some reason, my parents thought it was appropriate to share that with like a fucking eight-year-old child. <laughs> And not only appropriate, but like a good idea because that would, you know, drop me into this like reality where hell was real and demons were real and that could be my fate if I didn't accept Jesus. And so that obviously makes sense why there's all this anxiety about like why I had so much anxiety and my friends had so much anxiety about whether or not we were really saved as kids because if we weren't saved, we were fucked and there are like no second chances in hell. Um, yeah. Very, very scary for me. Another one, so I mentioned the Bible man earlier. Oh God, again, don't know how they got away with that as far as copyrights because I, my theory is that these things are just way too obscure to get noticed or cared about. But Bible man is basically a mashup of Batman, Star Wars, and I don't know, like at least those two, probably something else that I'm not remembering. It's, there's like a whole Joker character. There's the Batman guy who's Bible man. He's like a millionaire who's secretly a Bible man. Like, oh, I wonder where they got that from. He has a whole suit, but they also have lightsabers that they like duel with. Oh God, um, it's, it's real bad, but that, also was really scary because Bible Man's whole mission was to like protect kids with the Bible from these like unseen evil entities that only he could see that were like fucking with little kids lives. So for instance, one I recently rewatched, there's this guy called the Fibbler who's like cl clearly the Joker. Um, and he's super queer coded too. Oh my God. Like he looks so gay. Um, 
yeah, just looks like a badly made up drag, drag king, basically. So there's probably something to unpack there as well with internal home, internalized homophobia. And y'all, these are just like, these are the memories I've visited before. These are the things I tell people about. We haven't even gotten to the like deep good shit yet. Watch that, watch out for like that in upcoming episodes. Uh, Cause these are my easy access memories. But anyways, the Fibbler like whispers in kids ears to get them to lie and they don't really know what's going on but bible man sees it and that's like how demons influence you um big anxiety causer also like totally trips you out as to like whether you're actually the one having control over your life or if it's demons and so the answer is like not to like value yourself or anything it's to let god have control of your life instead of the demons so here's a clip from bible man miles peters a man who had it all wealth status success still something was lacking miserable alone his spirit be miles peterson gave up Then, in his darkest hour, the words of a single book began to change his life. Bible. And at last, Miles Peterson felt the burning desire to know God. Inspired by the Word of God and equipped with unyielding faith, Miles pledged to fight evil in the name of God. And the Bible man. So I didn't even remember that part about the sword and the sword of the spirit and the armor of God stuff, but like we got all of that in there as well. So there's some example of how that showed up in my life. Um, Bible man is totally wild. Uh, what? Yeah, just no words, no words. So there's like an AI computer that helps him out named Eunice. It stands for something about the Bible. I don't know. These are my children TV show, childhood TV shows. And as we're digging into this, I'm starting to have other memories. Like I looked up that animated series I was talking about, about the Bible stories. It's just called animated stories from the Bible. Like basic AF, get me a pumpkin spice latte. But there's also, um, Adventures in Odyssey. Watched a lot of that, listened to almost all of that, haven't explored that that much because I really liked that, but I'm sure it's just as bad. There have to be other ones, but we'll get them next time. I think we'll close with one more song from the Donut Man, a classic called O-B-E-Y.
sit still. When your mom says go today, I will. When it's time, let's pick up your toy. Remember that obedience brings joy. Something God loves when we do. When mom and dad say, tell don't me lie. Don't lie. When they say you've had enough, don't cry. Don't cry. Because when you do the things you should, you'll find out it's true. Obedience is very good for you. Okay, the Donut Man is giving Dwight there at the end. Do it! Do it! Just do it! Oof, yeah. This is exactly, this is how we were taught to, how we could love our parents, how also the same way we could love God. Unquestioning obedience, no, just like this strict authoritarianism that leaves no room for exploration or for your parents to be wrong or for God to be wrong. Just, yeah, subservience. It's bad stuff. So thanks for joining me on this journey through the wild and wacky world of Christian's children's media. It, honestly, I grew up with this stuff. I'm used to it. I know it's out there, but I'm still a bit like, what the fuck trip did I just come down from? Because it's really wild. Anyways, we'll be exploring more of this probably along the same lines next time while also taking a peek at some of the scarier tactics including christian haunted houses and i think we have to talk about hell more you just can't talk about evangelical christianity without talking about hell and just how phone deep scary it is thanks for joining and see you next time Stop the world's in dark